0: You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey,
1: and I'm Chris. This show is about our marriage
0: and our money. Hey, husband. Yep. On this episode, we're talking about Chris's departure from Facebook and how he's faring without status updates in his life. Hmm. We're taking a closer look at our grocery budget, which which feels like it's getting a little bit crazy and a little bit out of hand, and answering a listener question about managing a $100,000 nest egg. Mm -hmm. So, life lately at the Hi-Fi house.
1: This is a big deal. People don't do this, what I did.
0: (laughs) Okay. A lot of people do.
1: No way. I want to hear from our listeners how many people have been on Facebook and then disengaged. Cut the cord. Because that's what I did.
0: You deactivated your account.
1: I deactivated my account like a how long ago? Five to four days, five a week ago?
0: It's been a handful of days. (laughs) 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 And it's funny. We were talking about it on the way to work. We were carpooling. And I was just saying, you know... I was encouraging you to maybe post less about political events. Um, This was just after the um, shooting, the tragedy in Orlando. Mm -hmm.
1: And the Uh, whole gun control debate that followed.
0: Yeah, which is just weighing on us very heavily, um, of course. Um, But anyway, just, yeah, in the the wake of that, uh, just, you know, being on Facebook and seeing... Just i don't I think just like kind of being constantly reminded about it and stuff, and I think being being reminded just kind of the the status of of gun control or not control i'm I'm not trying to get political here, mm-hmm. but just that it f- it feels like there's a really long way to progress and just kind of seeing, seeing updates being like just kind of in the news cycle too, which is Mm -hmm. what Facebook um, does too. Anyway, it was weighing heavily on you. And I was saying maybe just like be on there, like a little bit less or post less. And I got a text from you. You'd been at work for like, I think you were just walking to work and you were like, I've deactivated my account. (laughs) 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 And you had been talking about, maybe I'll take the app off my phone. And then you just like done with facebook yep
1: (laughs) i act rashly i i I act on whims and that's how i work best Mm -hmm. so when i decide something i just go so so how's it going it's great it's great the thing with um the orlando shooting and the political stuff that follows is you know on facebook it's not like people are angry at each other most people are are posting positive and supportive things or like you know when the paris shooting happened Everybody posted the, you know, the picture of the peace sign with the Eiffel Tower mm-hmm. in the middle. All the, and I did that too, all those things. But the thing is, even those positive posts, just for me, for me in particular, still are the reminders of the bad thing that happened. Oh
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, a lot of them are expressions of anger and sadness, and I mean, like their hearts going out to people. But but mm-hmm. it's not. I mean, it's not happy. It's yeah. really heavy.
1: And I and I have a, a definite. Um, demonstrated penchant to be anxious and Mm -hmm. nervous and tend even towards like a little bit of, not depression, but you know, Mm -hmm. some pretty hardcore blues about stuff like that. And so Mm -hmm. I, uh, after we talked about it, I decided, well, you know, I, I sort of, tried to coldly evaluate Facebook and I thought like, what do I really get out of it? Mm. The thing I get the most out of actually be just because I'm so obsessed with our kids is like seeing other people's kids, their posts, even just when they post pictures of like their toddler's artwork or something, that's the stuff that's just like pure
0: positivity and there's nothing
1: (laughs) else attached to it. So I'm going to miss that stuff. And then of course there are friends I have who like I'm only going to, would only keep up with on Facebook and otherwise don't really have a way or the impetus to really contact Is that really
0: a friend? I would like to challenge.
1: I mean, it's part of a social network, I think, that does offer, like, it's nice to see posts from people from, because I moved a lot, Mm -hmm. and so I don't have, like, many long, long Mm long-term connections with people. I have a small group of friends from high school that I keep up with. Everybody else is really pretty dispersed, Mm -hmm. so my social network is very tiny, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and so I think I probably depended a little bit on Mm -hmm. that, but then I realized maybe I don't Maybe I don't actually depend on it. Maybe it's just sort of like a nice thing that I can live without and right. balance with the negative stuff right, or the way right. I interpret even positive things that affect me negatively anyway, mm-hmm. I cut the cord, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's only been you know four or five days, whatever, but actually it feels great. It was one of those things that probably ninety five percent of the time and I bet most people are like this. I'd pop open on my phone when I'm like sitting somewhere. Yeah have time to kill yeah. and just scroll, 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 like here, like there. Yeah. Maybe a comment, maybe mm-hmm, not. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't consistently post like every day myself, right, I just right. here and there. So I, I figured maybe I wasn't actually losing much and maybe I had a lot of gain. Or that it
0: wasn't having that much effect on you.
1: Yeah. So I just went ahead. I just posted and said, hey, everybody, I love keeping up with you on Facebook, but um, I'm no good at not being affected by it in a bad way. And so if you want to keep up with me, shoot me a message in the next couple hours and a bunch of people did actually that was the cool thing is mm-hmm. that it was almost like i was dying a, a social media death <laughs> everybody's like like you know for, first there were a bunch of posts
0: not to make it dramatic or anything
1: <laughs> There are like comments to my post saying like no don't go one person even said you know like you know i really i really appreciate your post your positivity blah 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 um and then i got a bunch of messages saying i need your contact info i don't want to lose touch That's nice. you know so it was oh is it, it really it was so I actually went through a I little bit of a I was one of those
0: people. I needed your contact information.
1: <laughs> As opposed to my sister who said, No, don't contact me.
0: <laughs>
1: um That's so, a that's
0: a joke. You guys have yeah. a very joking relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh
1: so I actually went through a phase of sorrow. Like I actually mourned withdraw. the loss of Facebook. It wasn't withdrawal. It was actually oh, okay. just sorrow. Just like some, the some loss grieving. of okay. yeah, the loss of people. And then um and then i handed out my contact information liberally and then and then just cut it. Mhm. And i've hardly thought about it since.
0: Yeah. Now i'm just now i'm just on facebook my like relationship status is just married to some unnamed faceless person. It's just like really? married. Is that true? Yeah, cuz you know, it used to say married to Chris Wharton and you could click on your like name and it would take you to your profile. Now i'm just married. I feel like it's very That's weird. um now it's very mysterious.
1: Yeah. Oh good. <laughs> I like it. it um, adds to my allure and aloofness.
0: But people don't know it's you. It adds to my allure and aloofness. No, oh, that's no good. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I'm I'm happy for you. I feel like it is a good thing. I have been trying to use Facebook much more uh, like sparingly. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll go like a few days without checking it. I'm just, I am trying to be just very conscious about it. Mm -hmm. And I do just notice, I try to notice whether I get something out of it or not. I do have my Girl Next Door Facebook page on, uh, like a Facebook page. And I like keeping up with that. And I like, I love interaction with listeners that way. And my book club, we have a private Facebook group. So Mm -hmm. that's how, like, I kind of keep up with my book club. But yeah, I will say that you know, the nice posts and seeing what people are up to and stuff. I do like that, but but I guess I just wonder kind of like, is it really a positive impact on me or is it just kind of neutral or is it even maybe negative because then it comes with just kind of like a lot of junk, like either kind of negative stuff that people are like posting about or sharing about or just kind of random articles. And it's just very... Visually, like a lot of clutter, it's just kind of like stimulating, like all at you. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, so yeah, I've been kind of trying to think about that. I'm not so I'm not ready to deactivate my account, but I am trying to be really thoughtful Mm -hmm. about it. Um,
1: well, and also, the it's not like a a complete break from all social media. That's
0: right, you hopped right on over,
1: yeah, hopped onto Instagram. That's right, and it's nice because I'm not a natural like photo taker, then poster, Uh, Mm -hmm. so I'm like learning that a little bit, but. Uh, I have added as many friends as possible onto Mm -hmm. Instagram who I once was Facebook friends with, Mm -hmm. but it's like a much smaller list. Right. Right. So, and, and people only post pictures with maybe little comments and that's kind of it. So it's a very simplified and I think sort of, uh, cleanly positive thing. Like people aren't posting pictures of angry people or bad things. They're posting pictures of like their kids and flowers and like a great (laughs) coffee shop they're at or whatever. Yeah. So that's actually that's actually real. and and because there are so many fewer people that i'm i'm currently following or are following me when i look to check it it's you know five new photos since the last time i checked mm-hmm. like at the you know earlier yeah. in the day so there's only there's no reason to really check it very much so yeah. it's actually nice it's very mm-hmm. much calmer
0: yeah good yeah. i i really love instagram i i think that it gets me to appreciate just like normal, smaller things during Mm -hmm. my day and during my week and reflect on them or capture them. And honestly, I love going back through my Instagram feed and seeing these little, just little moments like from our life. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, it it makes me feel really happy. So, and I love, I really like connecting with people that way. So yeah, that's definitely my social media of choice right now. Um, So yeah, you can find both of us on Instagram chris is practically awesome chris mm-hmm. and i am Kels wharton so we'd love to see you there yeah um okay we have a note to talk about the crazy heat yeah it's been really crazy
1: and i think we have the worst of it in the country
0: oh i'm sure it's got to be
1: yeah I'm. i'm pretty like so we approached I don't know if we hit 120 or not. It
0: it depends on which app you're using on your phone. I'm not sure of the official temperature recorded. Well, there's been a
1: couple (laughs) days where we were between 115 and 120 degrees. That's insane. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah, it's actually crazy. And uh, I was going to say,
0: I was talking to you though this morning about like, is it really that different than the parts of the country where it's in the teens? But then with a wind chill, it's, you know, something below zero.
1: Yeah. So I spent a lot of time in Chicago and Chicago is absolutely terrible with the wind chill factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> it's no different because, well, I think Erica on Girl Next Door actually mm-hmm. argued that maybe it is different because you can still kind of go outside. In the insane heat, whereas going... You can
0: go to the pool, like get in the pool. That's like comfortable, especially if you're kind of shaded. Yeah. it actually is not terrible, but yeah. But my Uh, thing
1: is like at 100 degrees to 110 degrees, I could still go biking and I'm okay. mm -hmm. Beyond that, there are like atmospheric problems that start to happen, like ozone and because we have a lot of pollution problems around here. So, and that's exacerbated, I think, by the heat. And so... But you
0: also shouldn't be out biking in like (laughs) 20 degrees with a wind chill... True of well, minus five. No, that's what I was going to say. Is you I could think die of hypothermia. Point, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I think at that point, if you can't be physically, my my thing is if you can't be physically active in it, okay. then it makes no difference.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> you go first.
1: Um. So I wanted though to to bring up this thing so. <laughs> airing on my anxieties. Okay. But there was a, a climate change scientist who was out here for a conference recently and he was saying, you know, this could be the norm in just decades time. Mm-hmm. Like with easily within our lifetimes. And so But what
0: does he mean the norm? Like like a hundred twenty degree long? day.
1: Yeah. Like a hundred twenty degree day would be your normal summer day. And he said that could happen in under fifty years if we continue to burn fossil fuels at the rate we do. Right. So here's my thing. I'm I am wondering if Right now, our investments in total, so this is kind of a money question, but like our house,
0: mm-hmm.
1: our pension, mm-hmm. your 401k, the our extended. Your pension. Yeah. Yeah. Our extended financial connections like your parents, my parents,
0: mm-hmm.
1: my parents are here in the state near us. Your parents are in Texas, which is also mm-hmm. problematic like climate wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think, should we actually diversify our investments, geographically speaking? Mm. So rather than like purchasing a house for investment here in Mm -hmm. the state, should we purchase one elsewhere in a more climate-friendly place? (laughs) I don't know.
0: Mm, Less climate-threatened.
1: Yeah. Your thought is, no, I'm crazy.
0: No, I certainly don't think that you are crazy. Um,
1: Or maybe I'm overreacting, maybe. uh Oh.
0: I don't even know if I'll say that. I just, I have to remain very optimistic or mm-hmm. else it it feels... Uh, dire. Extreme, yeah, dire. <laughs> so I do think that, I do think that like as a culture, we just don't actually make the changes that we need to make until we are faced with the problem, like staring us in the face. Mm-hmm. And there are... widespread clear evidence like this is such an issue you know I just saw a friend posting a picture from Lake Mead where you can see just all the exposed rock where the lake is so far down but I think it's still just not at the point where like as an entire country society even just human race we're all you know mobilizing on a united front for this. Mm-hmm. But so I think that that can happen and I think that we can create incredible things that could have just wide sweeping effects like positive effects. You know, I mean, if if suddenly there can be some kind of, you know, power generation that that could be implemented, you know, widespread Mm-hmm. That would just like eliminate our need for fossil fuels. I mean, I know that's crazy, but, but that's something that, you know, mm-hmm. it, like everyone's behind it, like all the great minds, like billions of dollars of all these economies are behind it. I do mm-hmm. believe that could happen. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so I just have to believe that something like that is possible.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I do too. Like I'm not, and actually.
0: <clears throat> or, I, and I also, mm-hmm. excuse me.
1: Pardon me. You go. No, no. No, no, you go.
0: Okay, fine. I will. Um I also I also think that this is going to sound almost like like an argument like against climate change or something, but I think that our our earth is incredibly resilient. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am not saying that there aren't drastic changes happening and also irreversible negative changes happening to our earth. That is certainly true. But Um, I don't know. So those are the things that like keep me hopeful. Mm -hmm. I am, I am, I certainly do not disagree that this is a serious issue that we should all be working on, but I Mm -hmm. just, just in order to like stay positive (laughs) (laughs) so that I don't think that our house will have zero value in 20 years because there's like (laughs) no water and it's 120 degrees year round. (laughs) These are the things that I'm clinging to. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if that answers your question.
1: Well, I, I don't mind the positivity because I, I agree. Like, I think we probably undervalue human ingenuity and and right, that, right. the possibility that something big right. could be transformative. You know, right? Um, but does it make actually good financial sense just to be yeah. diversified? Is kind of the question. Like, yeah. I'm I'm actually not down about it. I'm just thinking like, mm-hmm. what's
0: our just practically? How do we adapt? Yeah, yeah. I don't know this. On, um, I mean, hmm. in terms of like, if we were gonna buy like a second home somewhere. If we bought a second home elsewhere, like Montana, I don't know, s- somewhere like that, that's much cooler and and has more water. Then the issue with it is that we wouldn't use it as much. Yeah. And so it, it'd kind of be like this bet on something that would likely just be a house that would sit that we would use maybe once a year. Mm-hmm. That would suck. Yeah. You know, that <laughs> would be kind of hard to stomach just like that's such a, that's such kind of a long, long shot bet, I guess. So yeah. yeah. anyway, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, Hey, but maybe we could be like the first people that are like diversifying their portfolio at our, you know, income level based on future climate. We could probably get written up in the wall street journal or something. (sighs) Yeah. So let's do it.
1: (laughs) Climate adapted financial planning. Yeah. CAF.
0: (laughs) CAF. That's great. TM. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like this is going to be a long one tonight. You know what? We are. A lot to say. We've got a lot to say. Also, we were able to start this just a little bit after seven. Mm-hmm. And when it's like still light outside, mm-hmm. quiet house, mm-hmm. no one crying, <sighs> no one coming out of the room. It's amazing. We are. Sleep is. We are rocking the sleep thing. Yeah. Our boys are rocking the sleep thing right now. I feel like um, the work that we did with the sleep coach is like really starting to pay off.
1: Yeah. So Cedric now goes down without almost any crying at all. No, nope, not a Sometimes no peep. crying. Yes. And then sleeps through the night. Mm-hmm. And then actually has been more uh, more mornings than not waking up at like 545 to 6. Mm-hmm. Which or is later. Like, what?
0: A couple of days. Yes. That's ridiculous. Amazing.
1: And then Dash is uh, we're getting him to bed earlier, mm-hmm. which opens up much more of our evening because yeah. he was like, we Pushing were letting him, eight. yeah, and we were letting him do that, but we we nip that in right. the bud and he sleeps through the night for the most part. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple issues here and there, mm-hmm. but um, he's waking up at his same time, probably mm-hmm. like right around five, but he's happily, happily waiting in his room till his little clock mm-hmm. goes off.
0: Or he'll come out, he'll go to the bathroom and then he'll go right back to his room, close yeah. the door.
1: Our three-year-old independently goes to the bathroom and he actually will like open and close the toilet seats really, really so quietly quietly, it's and he's so, so proud cute. of it it's awesome,
0: and then he's still when his light we have the little okay to wake toddler alarm clock, he gets so excited when it turns green, and mm-hmm. he like comes out and is like, Honoru's is green because yeah. that's like the little clock name is honoru, yeah, I don't know it's I think it's Japanese. And he's like, I'm a super sleeper, and he's mm-hmm. just all his hair is like all crazy from sleep, and he's all excited. Yeah. It's just, ah, oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. We deserve this. I know. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm not 100% sold that everything is solved, but I think I'm, we're in a I'm very sure, very good. I'm sure we're going to still
0: have like hard, you know, days or like kind of regressions or pushing you know boundaries and stuff but i think also just we have a plan like we know how to react to things mm-hmm. i think so far we haven't had anything come up that we didn't know how to react to and so that just feels good too like yeah. even if we're tired for a day it's not going to feel like it totally throws everything out of whack cuz we know how we know how to respond we know how to be consistent and then i think we've seen that he, he did. He was kind of pushing it last week. We had like three or four days. Yeah. We're kind of like it was hard again. But then right back into this. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it just, it feels so good. Yeah. It's great. I feel great.
1: $200 well spent.
0: Oh, my gosh. Like probably the best $200 we've ever spent. Yeah.
1: I might just give her $200 more
0: just because I'm so I happy. I mean, that would be very deserving. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> she would appreciate it. <laughs> um, let's see. Should we move on to our money? Let's do it. All right. Okay. We we need to talk about our grocery bills. What the fuck? And our grocery budget because they are not lining up.
1: Seriously. I, I don't know. It's Well, I know it's happening.
0: <laughs> We're spending more money on food. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> and moving on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went back through Mint, which is where we track all of our bills, and mm-hmm. I looked at just what's happened this year so far up to mid-June. January we spent nine sixty. Okay, so actually we, we used to budget well, we do budget in our minds seven hundred thirty dollars. Oh boy. And that was based on averages from last year. All hmm. right. So that was and that was actually bumped up from like six fifty or something. It's that, been
0: creeping up over the years. Yeah.
1: But I guess we have aging children, so that makes sense. That's
0: right. We have been adding family members.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um in twenty sixteen we've been even though we budget seven thirty, we've been spending on average eight seventy. It was 960 in January, 815 in February. Actually, March was weirdly low, 650. I don't know how that happened. 860 in April, then 1080 in May.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, $1,000? And
1: I think, you know, we have hosted some things. We've had some people visit, like your mom came. I don't know if we spent extra there. Alcohol maybe here and there, I don't know.
0: Yeah, we certainly don't drink a lot.
1: But yeah, so suffice it to say that we're up by about 140 bucks over our, oh my our budget. But we do have, you know, Cedric now is one and a half and he's got almost a full set of teeth and he eats. I mean, he's going he, through a growth spurt. Yeah. He literally comes home in the car. He's like, eat, eat. He's literally <laughs> chanting the word eat.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's so hungry. Oh my gosh.
1: So the other day, he ate, we actually, for Father's Day, mm-hmm. you took me out to this awesome, the whole family out yeah. to this place called Hangar Cafe, mm-hmm. which is at a little local regional airport. Yeah. It was awesome. The best Father's Day ever. It
0: was so fun.
1: Yeah. Um, and Cedric got, like, a pancake and egg breakfast, a full, you know, restaurant-sized pancake mm-hmm. and an egg. And he ate it all, he entirely was himself.
0: shoving it into his mouth before we could even stop him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> his, his, his oral, like, Cavity capacity, capacity is
0: stunning. He could <laughs> put so much food in there.
1: Yeah. That was actually after he had granola for breakfast already. Oh my gosh. So, uh, anyway, so they're just putting away a lot of food. And I, I mean, that's the whole difference. Yeah. Plus, he, oh, go ahead.
0: Well, I feel like we also do buy things um, kind of more. You know snacky crackers we buy like their little individual yogurt containers cheese sticks like kind of some things that are more packaged and kind of more processed i mean i still think that they're getting a really healthy diet but some of it is just like for convenience Mm -hmm. for putting their lunches together for daycare and it's also just stuff that they'll eat Mm -hmm. you know easily I guess, especially at daycare where, you know, Dash's food is not refrigerated anymore at daycare. We put a little ice pack in there. Cedric's is refrigerated. But, yeah, so it's harder to do stuff like that, you know, can't be stuff that can be warmed up. And mm-hmm. so.
1: And actually, I'm wondering now if because with toddlers, anybody will know this. There's an issue of food waste. Right. Like you introduce stuff. They're just not going to eat it. Yeah. You either fight over it or you don't. Um
0: and the, the, and the introducing it and then rejecting it is actually really important like yeah. they might need to see something and reject it 20 30 plus times mm-hmm. and so We don't mind. We try. It is frustrating. We try not to be frustrated about it. And and we don't force them to eat anything at our house. You know, I'll just I'll put carrot sticks in Dash's lunch, knowing full well that he most likely won't eat any of them. But it's like, well, that's another time that he saw it. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe in another 30 times he'll actually eat it.
1: Yeah. And so I'm trying to decide now, though, if like the individually packaged things Mm -hmm. reduce food waste Mm. or not or maybe increase it. I guess I don't know. I've never th- really thought about it before, but yeah. that way the portions are controlled mm-hmm. and it's maybe more likely if it's a little self-contained thing that they might eat the whole thing versus, you know, you just pile some, some stuff into a container. Right. And then, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know. So anyway, that's but that is definitely part of it is there's just a lot of food that gets partially eaten. Yeah. I try to vacuum up some of it like mm-hmm. I was scooping up corn today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even so, it's it's just... There's more food purchased than is eaten. Yeah. So that's a part of it too. Yeah.
0: And I know that also we will buy things like cans of beans or pasta. We don't stockpile a lot of stuff at all, but we will buy stuff in one week that we end up not eating. Yeah. And I wish that we did a better job of just, you know, cleaning out the pantry, cleaning out the freezer, kind of, especially for meals that we could, we could eat. We kind of have fallen off doing crockpot meal stuff and cooking for ourselves at the beginning of the week. I still would love to do that. Maybe we could kind of get back on that train. That would be a great place to use a bunch of the beans that we have and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like frozen veggies and stuff. It, it is just tough right now. It, it still feels hard to get into like good food routines. Mm Mm-hmm. There's, I don't know, just there's like limited time. The the kids, they don't really eat meals. I feel like lately we have been feeding them more kind of, it almost looks snacky, you know, mm-hmm. for dinner. Just little different things. And I feel yeah. like that's been working really great.
1: Yeah. 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 Although I actually feel like we've been doing better. Like I've been feeling yeah. really good about, yeah. So, I feel like
0: we have been eating more vegetables overall. I'm, and Yeah.
1: And and like last night, for example, we made I made a like a zucchini carrot. Oh yeah, uh, we'll, pancake. we'll
0: link to that. It was a pretty big hit with the boys. Yeah,
1: and they they ate it. They wanted syrup instead of ketchup, even though it was yeah. like a savory pancake. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they ate zucchini and carrots and yep. and like an egg batter pancake mm-hmm. thing. So that was great. Um, and they had fruit on the side and a little mm-hmm. cup of milk and like that was that's ideal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ate around a table. Granted, it's their tiny toddler table. Right. Like we ate most of our meals around a tiny toddler table yeah like we'll we'll kneel down next to them but hey we're eating around a table yeah. that's like a family we're, we're meal we're eating I'm cool all with that. together yeah. yeah
0: i agree you have so, to be flexible during these really young years and just that's yeah. what works
1: <laughs> and so like tonight they had cream so I, I know what you mean like the snacky thing they had cream mm-hmm. cheese on bagels with cut up grapes and, and some corn. corn on the side mm-hmm. um uh but you know that was a whole grain uh yeah source of calcium, a vegetable and a fruit, yeah. you know, and some protein in there with the whole thing. No, grains. I think it's, I think it's great. So, hey. I think
0: they're just, they're not as likely right now to eat, you know, for example, like, like a stir fry or a soup yeah, or kind yeah. of all these different textures and flavors and stuff. I mean, yeah. I certainly, um, we certainly offer that stuff to them and, you know, let them try it. Sometimes they'll surprise us, but I do feel like things like that just kind of the different components and that I think if I don't think of it so much as like a plated dinner mm-hmm. as just compiling, you know, different things, maybe in kind of different ways. Anyway, yeah, it's kind yeah. of working. So, but um, I don't really know how that addresses our grocery budget. <laughs>
1: it doesn't, it doesn't at all. <laughs> um,
0: I mean, like, are we honestly, it's not like we're really trying though. Like I, I'm going to Trader Joe's and I'm just getting the stuff
1: i think it's because we we value the l- lack of stress
0: we really do
1: of meal stuff yeah. but maybe we can be better because i mean we have been having more meals because i've been home mm-hmm. able to cook them mm-hmm. and so maybe we can get back a little bit to to some more meal planning and not just like buy all the things we know will get eaten by toddlers you know right so i, I don't know we can think about that um if anybody has any great toddler and grocery shopping tips, let us know.
0: <laughs> what do you think about this, though? And uh, you know, we try to buy organic wherever possible, mm-hmm. and that is more expensive. Like we buy more expensive eggs, which I know there's a whole thing about that. Are you know our cage free eggs that we're buying really that like are the chickens really that much happier than their?
1: No, they're you not. Know? They're not. Uh, that's a, that's our one. That's our major animal welfare fail.
0: Yeah. Well, we also buy some yogurt and that's coming from dairy cows and they don't have a happy life either. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's becoming a real downer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but we do like try to buy organic and stuff where possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I do like to at least support those practices and, um, you know, get vegetables and fruit and stuff without the pesticides. And I know that I feel like you teach in your classes that food like based on historic measures is super cheap Mm -hmm. today. And so like, is it okay? Should maybe, maybe we're not paying enough for our food. So I don't know. Does that come into it at all? Like based on what you know?
1: That's a good point. I mean, I think based on my reading of like organic literature, there's nothing to say that it's any healthier or uh, safer than conventionally produced food.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: There's, there's, there's probably no difference in like micronutrient content or anything.
0: Oh yeah. In terms of health wise. But what about like pesticides that you might get, especially from, you know, the dirty dozen that are.
1: Yeah. Even there truly, I'm actually not convinced that there's any potential health benefit. Hmm. Um, But here's the thing is that it's not, I don't think it's 100% clear Mm -hmm. that, that it, that there is truly no difference. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm happy to, um, Mm -hmm. for us to purchase organics. Just, it's like an investment uh, being on the safe side, you know. Um, there might be some good evidence to suggest that there's actually higher phytochemical content in organic produce. And phytochemicals are, like, they're not vitamins, but they do help you stave off disease. Mm, so there might be one health benefit there. And and I do think outside of, like, pesticides and things like that, there might be other environmental benefits just in terms of... Oh,
0: yeah, like how the soil is, like, like the soil health and exactly, water yeah. and stuff like that. Because
1: a lot of farmers who are trying to farm organic especially smaller scale, are are farming sort of like organic plus. Mm -hmm. So they are maybe certified organic or certified naturally grown, but they also do a lot more things. And Mm -hmm. we know a lot of these great farmers who do this. We're really thinking about soil health. So I think there's actually a lot of good reasons to buy organic, um, you know. Uh, So anyway, I I think it's fine that we do that. And I'm Mm -hmm. I'm happy for us to spend the extra money on that. Um, Is that the major source of our extra spending, though? I don't know. We have some investigating to do. I yeah.
0: Think. We have some investigating. We certainly are buying much more dairy than we used to buy. Yeah, the we, boys love cheese and, and we used to just not buy cheese mm-hmm. every single week. We yeah. would buy it occasionally. And now we always buy shredded cheese. We always buy cheese sticks. We're buying like cream cheese. Um, just, mm-hmm. I don't know, ton, just tons of dairy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we need to do some investigating, some soul searching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, Let's see. Okay, we have also, maybe this is related, we have sort of fallen off the mint wagon lately, Mm -hmm. and I think we need to get back in. Yeah. kind of goes in waves where we're like, you know, I feel like especially you, you're like in it, you're like tracking everything, categorizing everything, and then you kind of fall out of the habit, and it feels overwhelming to like get back into it. Yeah. How do you you deal with that? Like for me, if I like put it on my calendar as a to-do, Kind of, and I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna do it. I know it's gonna like suck to go in there the first time, but that's gonna be the worst, and I'm gonna like be back into it.
1: I think the whim just needs to hit me. Gotcha. And then, and then, cause I love doing it. Mm-hmm. I just need to
0: get back into it.
1: Yeah. Like tomorrow, now that we've talked about it, I'll probably be excited to go do it. All right. And the good thing is, you know, we've spent so much time managing it that most of the, yeah, most are things are correctly categorized. Yeah. There's just some random stuff here and there and gotcha. you just have to kind of scroll and scroll and, and mm-hmm. make those right. So like when I went through our groceries, for example, they mm-hmm. were all correctly and pre categorized. So it was all nice. good to go. So it's probably okay. It's just that I haven't actually looked. I've looked into Mint to make sure our balances are cool, but mm-hmm. I haven't looked to see what our spending patterns have looked mm-hmm. like recently. So gotcha. that's really what we need to do.
0: All right. That sounds good. Oh, uh, quick investment property update. We <laughs> we have talked about, um, you know, kind of initially exploring like would it be feasible? Could it even be a good idea to buy an investment property like a you know, small to medium-sized house. Specifically, we're looking in the area near downtown Gilbert, which is developing and redeveloping a lot right now. And are yeah, just so some... Like-
1: my vague climate change concerns aside, there's right. real opportunity to invest mm-hmm. near Gilbert because it's blowing up. Like in the short term, mm-hmm. there's probably money to be made on investment properties. Right.
0: And there are like some just very much older homes and stuff. Anyway, so we've been enjoying kind of just driving through the area and taking a look at things. There's not a lot of houses for sale at all. I think there are people that have been... Um, just living there for a really long time. There's not a lot of turnover. However,
1: Kelsey found a real winner.
0: I really did. Okay, there is a house. <laughs> um, it is a complete. Dump. Okay, <laughs> I think that there is a tree fallen over in the front yard and maybe even onto the house. The <laughs> windows are boarded up. There's trash and junk everywhere. N- mm. I mean, no one's living here, or or if they are, they're living in squalor. But I don't think any. It's like abandoned, yeah, and yeah. it's been clearly abandoned for a well, long. There's, a, there's time. like
1: a big chain link fence around it, right? Yeah,
0: there's a big chain link fence around it. So, um, my dad is a realtor, and he's made some great like property investments, and he and he his like advice is like, you know, look for like the crappiest house kind of in a greater area, you know, like that'll be your great investment. Um, and anyway, so I was like, Hmm, this might actually be in our price range. (laughs) So it was not for sale, but I did some Google sleuthing (laughs) and it popped up in an article, um, from the like Arizona Republic a couple years ago it was the target of a drug bust so it's a former meth house and this <laughs> going only bad this on me. only makes me want it more <laughs> 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 because here's the deal like already when i saw it it was like this is a complete tear down
1: mm-hmm. and
0: i was just look like very very quick looking around but i think that you know maybe total bulldozing and just clearing a property could be maybe i don't know five to ten thousand dollars but then you know if we can get it for cheap you know under a hundred thousand dollars you bulldoze it for 10 we've got a sweet little property (laughs) sitting right there near downtown gilbert
1: remove the carcasses underneath the former home
0: Yeah, be all set (laughs) anyway so um yeah that is my recent discovery i i need to get a little bit more information because i i'm pretty sure that the way these things might go I mean I think it's been seized by the town (laughs) so I think that maybe it would like be something like it would go to auction in which case we'd need cash which Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have like enough cash to buy it outright so anyway just wanted to update everyone on the meth house that I want to (laughs) buy
1: So we're going to buy a meth house in a state that is currently on fire (laughs) (laughs) with its temperatures. It's awesome.
0: We need an intervention. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to our listener question. All right. We got a, a great listener question from a... Young woman. She's 27 year old. 27 years old. Living in Austin, my hometown. She um, is married, and they have a young son. She currently stays home with him full time, and her husband is working on getting his doctorate degree. They received 150 thousand dollars of life insurance um, when her mom passed away in 2013. They were really smart with this money. They used it to pay off all of her student loan debt and um, her car. And so they currently are living debt-free and still have just over $100,000 in a savings account, which is a great little nest egg. Mm -hmm. So um, recently, she has decided that she wants to return to the workforce and actually has accepted a job. And so now she'll have a job to cover the majority of their daily expenses. Um, my impression from this, um, she didn't say it explicitly, but since she said her job would now cover the majority of daily expenses, I'm thinking that her husband, he's getting his his PhD, and so he probably has like a, like a small stipend. Yeah. You know, he might be getting like a small salary, but usually 30, those 40K, yeah usually maybe. those aren't a lot and so i think that they've been able to live off of their savings you know for a while but now she'll be able to to pay for a lot of their a lot of their life so currently they have this $100,000 sitting in a savings account it's just getting about 0.9% interest and she wants to know what our advice would be for someone in this position. Um, they would like to have at least half of the money, so about $50,000 avail- available for a house down payment in the near future, but still like three to four years is what they're thinking. So anyway, so they have a really nice chunk of money and they have some flexibility, but they're kind of wondering how to like kind of maximize this. So yeah, let's talk about this.
1: All right, so... um. I I think we both have some thoughts on this, but so first off, it's such an unfortunate circumstance that, that you're receiving money this way, but, and I really mean this sincerely. I I really feel like it's, it's, you, you honor your, your, the money that's coming from your mother. Mm -hmm. You honor your mother by spending it in the way that you have, because you really utilize it really well so far. You paid Mm -hmm. off that, she paid Mm off that, so Mm -hmm you know you, the, the family is now in a better financial position yeah which is amazing mm-hmm. um and at the same time the money wasn't blown on any kind of unnecessary big ticket items sure. it's actually sat and she's trying to decide how to how to use this in a mm-hmm. smart way yeah, so i think a, that that's they've great. done a great job yeah um so it seems to me though that so with a hundred thousand dollars and interest in purchasing a home in a three to four year time span She was thinking, well, should I just kind of split it in half and keep fifty k in the bank and fifty k investing? Where should I invest it? And that's actually that's not a bad strategy. And Mm -hmm. and the reason is the fifty k is immediately liquid; it's not subject to the peaks and valleys. The fifty k that she keeps
0: out, yeah, of an investment account,
1: right? So she kept it in the bank. It's subject to you know um, inflation, so it'll it'll lose value that way. But it won't, you know, if the market tanked for any reason Mm -hmm. in the near Mm term. And you know, there's you're
0: not gonna lose money.
1: Yeah. So, so you have that sort of secure Mm -hmm. nest egg in cash that you could use for a great down payment on a house. So Mm -hmm. I think that's actually smart. And if you know, 50 K probably, and you can talk about how Mm -hmm. far this gets you in Austin. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other 50 K, if you don't necessarily need it, then it can ride up and down with the market and all that until Mm -hmm. you decide to use it. Hopefully not three or four years, but not even five or 10 years, but you know, maybe decades down the road so it can grow over time. Um, and the reason I think that, that that's actually not a bad idea is there are some things coming up that could really shake up the market. So Brexit is one of those. And if you're not familiar with that, that's the UK considering leaving the EU. And that vote, I think, happens in two days or so.
0: Oh, so by the time this comes out, yeah. that'll be old news. So it'll be one way or the other.
1: And and people have no idea how that will affect world markets. Mm. Like there's actually been mm-hmm. suggestions that it could, you know, cause huge impacts. Right. The, who who knows? Right. Um but you know things like that might be coming up that could affect markets for even for years you don't know what happens mm-hmm. anyway so breaking it up is i think a smart way to go keeping some of it liquid and safe from the market and then some of it that you don't necessarily need letting it ride
0: mm-hmm. okay um yeah i think i'm i think i'm liking this so um yeah so we should talk a little bit about the housing market i mean obviously there's many different places i'm not sure the area of austin that they might be looking in but it's, you know, compared to like California markets, it's, you know, it's like a great housing market and you can buy in, but it's, for example, much more expensive than here where we live. So, um, a 50,000, dollars could be a 20% down payment on a $250,000 house. Um, and you know, I think that should that should get you, like, a great house, a modest house, but it might be a little bit out in Austin. Like, that's not going to be, like, really central or any of kind of those hot areas. Or it's going to be, a, like, a major fixer-upper, in which case you would probably need the other $50,000. <laughs> um, or $60,000 could be a 20% down payment on a $300,000 house. Um, so they sound really smart with their finances, so they're probably, you know, thinking about that. And so... Um, Yeah, I think if there's, you know, keeping something in a savings account is going to keep it safe. Um, If, you know, the money, if it was invested in, for example, an index fund, like we have ours invested in, that tracks with the market, and so it might be a little bit up, might be a little bit down. That's something that you could kind of consider if there's flexibility in buying the house, Um, you could invest more money in the market, just knowing that, you know, maybe you're going to feel ready to buy a house in three years, but if the market's kind of down, you might not be wanting to pull your money out that time. So it just kind of depends on how flexible you really, really feel that you are. Um, so, so I think I am liking, you know, not knowing how like risk averse they are and, and how tied they are to that timeline. Um, if I was wanting to buy a house in 3 to 4 years, I think I probably would feel best like just keeping that keeping that $50,000 um and then yeah, the other 50,000 maybe investing it. I think there are some other things to consider um just depending on the kind of house you're going to buy, maybe you want some cash for, you know, some fixes, you know, maybe yep. it's going to need some work. So so that might influence like how much money you really want to be investing i also yeah. wanted to say that they have a young son um they could be you know partially funding um uh you know like a college investment fund mm-hmm. you know there there are certainly a lot of a lot of kind of different ways that could go yeah
1: Th- are they in austin right now yes. yes okay okay so they probably know the market yeah. and like maybe where they want to live yeah okay yeah, I think that it, it all re- probably really comes down to your flexibility about when you'd want to buy the house. Like mm-hmm. if you could buy it in three or four or five years, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Then I'd probably let more. I'd probably put more of that money into. And that's our kind of our standard right. idea on this is into an index fund. Mm-hmm. We do Vanguard. FTSAX is mm-hmm. the one which is like a, um, you know, broadly market but mm-hmm. but domestic so just u.s stocks primarily mm-hmm. there's also an ftsix i think and that's like an interna- uh, international mm-hmm. index fund and so you may want to actually i think the big thing right now is brexit and you might actually do a little research to see how people think that might affect international mm-hmm. stocks versus domestic stocks and maybe mm-hmm. make a decision based on that mm-hmm. which index fund you'd go for but um either way i think long term either one's going to be a great investment as long as you don't have to, as long as you have flexibility on when you would mm-hmm. use the money.
0: I think sometimes it can be hard looking at, um, and I, I mean, we really haven't had this experience. I was going to say having a really big chunk of money sitting in just a savings account, getting such little interest, you know, it feels like there's all this really great potential to be, ah, oh, I could be getting these like great returns, you know, five, six, seven percent. Um, and that's very tempting, but, you do just have to remember that comes with all kinds of risk too. And so you really have to have like that timeline and being willing to, you know, if you're, if you're not willing to watch that value decrease, mm-hmm. if, if that just like turns your stomach, then, yeah. it, then the market isn't for you even in like the, in the index fund that we're in um, is, you know, so broadly invested, it might not, you know, it it can withstand a little bit and and it can still be like fairly safe there. But yeah, if you're, if you're wanting to buy a house in kind of the, the near term, you wouldn't want to suddenly see like a third loss Mm -hmm. of that, of that money. So anyway, I, I feel like, I think that it sounds like they're just trying to be so smart and really maximize it. And it sounds like in this case, it, it might just be for like a good chunk of that is just continuing to earn those like paltry little returns. But But the benefit is that, you know, that money's not going anywhere. It's going to be right there when you need it. So, Mm -hmm. so that's comforting.
1: Yeah. All depends on the flexibility of your timeline, I think.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good luck guys. And, um, doing a great job so far and we'd love to hear what you decide to do. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to one big thing. You go.
1: Okay. I have one now. Okay. Uh, was it last Christmas or the Christmas before where I got all excited because I think it was this past Christmas where I got excited because every gift I bought, I said, was an investment in lifestyle. So uh, they're like yeah, sports so. equipment or things like that. Yep. I can't remember what else I bought. But this Father's Day felt like that to me Aww. because you bought me two gifts. Mm-hmm. One was a Sonicare.
0: <laughs> toothbrush.
1: <laughs> Sonicare toothbrush. And the other was... I'm a, so
0: jealous actually. Like I think about how clean your teeth are getting and Mm -hmm. then my teeth feel really gross. (laughs) So I think I'm going to have to, is it okay if I spend money on getting myself a Sonicare? (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Actually. Yeah. So I'll get back to that. But yeah. So the other gift was a silicone um, wedding Wedding band, band, Mm -hmm. which are awesome. And I'm forgetting, I think it's called honor.
0: Honor gear.
1: On our gear. We'll yeah. link
0: to it in the show notes. Yeah.
1: So I get, just got it off Amazon, but it's like a really soft. I mean, it's the same material that you make a spatula out of, right? Right. So it's really cheap, but really awesome because you can work out with this thing on and it's not in the way. You hardly mm-hmm. feel it. So I love it. Um, so much so that I actually got another one in a different yep. color because literally they're seven bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what was cool about that is I consider them both investments in lifestyle because this is meant to, for me to be able to wear my... Because I never wear my wedding band when I go work out right. because it digs into my hand.
0: And I know all those women are hitting on you yeah. and I'm just so sick of it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when I smell and I'm sweaty, and, you know, it's not, <laughs> that's not happening. Um, anyway, so this allows me to to enjoy being physically active even more. And I really love the fact that we've invested in, in our oral health. <laughs> I know you <laughs> <because> love that. <laughs> I really think it's a big deal. Like just just think of any of the older generations, like your parents, grandparents, and all the craziness they go through with crowns and breaking down teeth and veneers it's or true. whatever else people need, all this stuff. It's true. That's a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot and of that stuff, insurance.
0: And pain and pain. Yeah. And it's a lot of times also it, that. I feel like it is just like out of pocket.
1: Yeah. Insurance doesn't cover a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So the more, you, I mean, this is one of those things like we should care about our oral health as much as we care about our heart health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just in terms of financial impact in the future. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I'm all about you. Please get us on a care. All because right. I'm
0: going to get on Amazon right after <laughs> we finish this. This could I'm, save us hundreds or thousands of dollars I'm in so the excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's my one big thing. Thank okay. you for my awesome Father's Day. Oh, you're welcome. It was so great. I had a fun time thinking of it and getting that stuff for you. Um, okay, my one big thing is going to be embracing summer. Um, and also, it kind of like goes along with this, like embracing summer and also kind of embracing improving my work life at my full-time job. Um, So Embracing Summer, it has been hellishly hot, Mm -hmm. but I am remaining optimistic.
1: Yeah, you've been doing a good
0: job. I know. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I think that I've just decided I'm going to be positive about it now. So I'm just like, yeah, bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, And so I'm looking for little ways to like make my summer more enjoyable. I do feel like at work, I'm, um, I don't know, maybe when it's nicer, I can like go out, outside for a little walk or, you know, walk to coffee or something like that. And now that it's super hot, it's just, I'm just inside all day. I do have a beautiful window, so that's nice. But um, I don't know. And I have some reports that I do in the summer that are like not my favorite. So I just feel like I need some ways to kind of perk it up. So anyway, I bought myself a new hydro flask. I have one for my coffee, which I love. It keeps it so hot. So I bought one for cold beverages. So I felt like that would be, you know, nice just to be able to take super cold water with me everywhere. I also got myself a big jug of mint um, tea from Trader Joe's. I took that to work. Mm -hmm. I've been having a glass of mint iced tea every afternoon at work. Mm -hmm. It's been just like, you know, a little thing, but it's nice. And I got a little tiny notebook that I'm kind of tracking what I'm doing throughout the day. And it just kind of helps me feel productive and like on task, I had been doing everything just electronically. I was kind of liking being completely paperless at work, but Mm -hmm. anyway, I'm kind of liking that little system. Um, that's kind of nice. And then when my two reports are done at the end of July, I put on my calendar today, I want to do just a whole desk clean out kind of just, I have just papers kind of everywhere, Mm -hmm. clean out my files. I like to keep as little paper as possible, um, might treat myself to a new desk lamp. Mm. I don't know. Just kind of like refresh my office yeah. little space. Awesome. So anyway, yeah, I think that's it. Kind of, that's kind of a smorgasbord of stuff, but
1: I, th- I feel like that's a big deal because you have always kind of, you know, like, I think the, the summer has, has bared down on you because, because yeah. it, it does last so freaking long. Mm-hmm. Like it could still possibly be a hundred degrees, you know, around Halloween time. Yeah. So, so that's, uh, it's a big deal. Like yeah. last year I I tried to, say, FU summer by actually biking in the heat. Right. Haven't done that this week because it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, it's a big deal to do that because, I mean, yeah. it is such a major part of the year. So Right.
0: It is. And, you know, I just feel like more and more we've been appreciating so many things about living here. And it just feels like kind of time and time again, we keep consciously making the decision that we're going to stay. Mm-hmm. And it's for, you know, for all, for so many really great reasons. Yeah. And so then I'm just having to look and say, you know, I'm just going to choose to appreciate all the really great things. Here's something hard about living here, but any place is going to have something hard about it. It's going to be crazy expensive or the winters are going to be really hard or, you know, maybe you don't have like great amenities or things like that. So anyway, the insane summers are the hard thing that we have here. Yeah. And, you know, there's actually ways that you can get through it. Like, you know, getting out early, going to the pool, going to the splash pad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to look for like summery recipes. Um, this weekend, I've decided that I want to perfect the grilled fish taco. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start that endeavor. So, awesome. Yeah. Anyway.
1: it's great. I feeling love Feeling good.
0: Yeah. Check back with me in October <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see how I'm holding up. But so far, feeling good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you post about your progress on Facebook, I won't know.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Noted. I'll post about it on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> okay, so thank you everyone so much for listening. Oh my gosh, and I have to say a huge shout out. We have been getting so many emails from people um putting in their votes about where we should go on our trip this year. Oh yeah. Year. Yeah, it's been awesome. It has been so fun to read. Thank you so much everyone. We have gotten um so many votes and emails for the Pacific Northwest. So I think that's really where we're leaning. We got some other great suggestions for like for Acadia, for um, Yellowstone. Those are on our list for sure. Maybe Mm -hmm. places that will go with the boys one day. Um, Some people took so much time and sent us like all these links to like great restaurants and places to see. I mean, you guys have done all of our trip research for us. Thank (laughs) you so much. Like, I kind of had a stressful week at work and then I was just like getting all these emails from people that don't even, you know, know us personally that I don't know just being like so sweet. Anyway, yeah, it just like great. really warmed my heart. So, yeah. thank you so much everyone. Yeah. It's been really great. Um don't forget you can keep up with us on Instagram you can see if Chris has posted anything I'm like helping him figure out how to even use Instagram it's <laughs> really entertaining he's practically awesome Chris and I'm Kelsey Wharton and we love getting your emails matrimony at gmail.com and yeah I think that's about it
1: so remember to care about your oral care everyone and love your honey not your money Well, remember to care about your oral care, America. And love your honey, not
0: your money. Okay, can you stop referring to only people in America? Damn it. Do you not care about the oral health of our Canadian and Swedish and Australian listeners?
1: Of course I do. It's just like, you know, It's I don't know. No. All right. Uh, See, I can't say it with the same verve the second time through. Let me try
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> what? Hold hey, on. I want to go hold eat on, my on. dessert. Okay, okay, okay,
1: okay. Yo Harvey who? Harvey Wallbanger. Met who who? Mrs. Coat hanger. In the compartment of their apartment, down with the upside down, fatal department. So you figure it. But please don't be a bigot. Make like a why and sweet so it down, your mouth, your throat, your esophagus. I'm too smooth, so get off of this, sucker. You can't withstand the momentum. Take a run a day
0: and a Centrum Vitamin. Uh, um, Chris, are you ready to start the podcast?
1: Yes. Great.
0: You were gonna bring us water and you came back with three marshmallows and a handful of chocolate chips. You know what? I'm still mad about that peanut butter cup. (laughs) It's funny. I'm not. (laughs) And now they're closed until their restaurant opens. You better buy me one Mm. the first week they're open. Are you going to?
1: Fine, I will. I'll buy two. One for you and one for me. I'm
0: going to eat them both.
1: (laughs) Then I will buy three. Actually, I'll buy four so that we have even (laughs) amounts.